Welcome to the Fantasy Football BS on the BS Podcast Network with your host, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from the newbies to the most experienced players. This episode will be covering everything you need to know about the draft. Those draft strategies, tools that can help you before you do your draft, biggest first round mistakes and risks to avoid, and your favorite draft parties. So listen up to this great content so you're the one that can dominate your league and be hosting the trophy at the end of the season. It's Brad Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Brad Duck's a Raider. Yeah. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds. So listen. A Raider in Fort Worth. A Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS on the BS Podcast Network. With your host, Bryduck, and me, the snowman. Just cracked open that beer right now, everyone, for the beer for the my episode. Got uh, Pliny the Elder by by Russian River. Bryduck, this one's gonna be it's gonna be a deep one, man. Uh, it's a nice eight percenter, so ooh, it's gonna it's, it's gonna hold me for this episode. That's gonna grow some hair on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you asked last episode if it's extra hoppy. And, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, you know, I, I always like a, a hoppy beer. Yeah, I mean, I, it's either hoppy for you or you got you go with those Michelob Ultras. Oh, yeah. You know, I got to watch this figure over here. I actually uh, <laughs> just, just took down this protein shake, broke my fast finally. Doing these crazy fasts right now, man. They're pretty intense. I'm doing anywhere from... 18 to 22 hours fasting a day definitely uh it, it's 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 a lot harder than you might think it, one of those like intermediate fasting bullshit yeah, it, you're doing it, yeah intermittent fasting it's uh just this new technique i'm just trying to trying to get into and see if uh i can cut these lbs before summer but you know that's that's the goal man i'd lbs i'm i, I might be putting on if i keep drinking these eight percenters <laughs> I might have to go to that diet that that you're working with here. I can help you out, man. I can help you out. Oh, I I know I know you can. Like I said, I mean, my body is a uh, not a temple, that's for sure. Yeah. You only live once, I guess. How, how's everything else going? I mean, I just uh, barbecued a tri-tip uh, tonight. Yeah, I I, I was uh, actually doing this. Uh, you're gonna laugh, but it was uh, a lasagna that I made, but I used. Uh, squash and zucchini for the noodle. Oh, it actually wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. How, how'd you make the the sheets out of that shit? You just like KitchenAid thing? Yeah, it's got like this uh, this this grinder type thing that you kind of roll the the zucchini across, and it cuts these you know slivers out for you, and then you just lay it down like you would a lasagna noodle. And uh, damn, yeah, I'm going all in, man. I'm all in. Yeah, I uh, I learned this this new technique. Uh, for for me, anyways, I'm not like your your barbecue grill master over here and shit. But uh, this guy taught me for, for for red meat. Every time you you flip it over, you use a little spray bottle. You spray some teriyaki on the top, so the top stays moist. Huh. So it doesn't dry out. And then every time you flip it, you just spray a little bit on the top. Chicken, you can use rose. 
uh, white wine for for chicken or for fish or anything like that. But yeah, red red meat and it it stayed moist the the whole entire time. Interesting. Little little burnt on top, but even like the the top, the whole entire thing w- was moist. It wasn't chewy, rubbery, any of that. Little so, barbecue, little barbecue talk for the uh, for the folks listening while they're getting ready for you know some football. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Never I hurts. mean everyone's yeah, Never everyone's hurts. like, man, this it's a craft beer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue. Now we got barbecue. <laughs> nah, everyone. Let's hear, is, let's hear about it, Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> That's the advertisement coming in later. Yeah. That's uh, now. Nah, this is your your podcast for for your newbies, your your most experienced players, uh, anyone you know. We're not Skip Bayless. We know what we're talking about. We played football. Shots fired! Shots fired! I'm a former D2 coach. Uh, my boy Bryduck over here played football for many years. Played JUCO ball. Just we know we know what we're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this episode, you know, we're going to be t- uh, touching on some, uh, you know, draft strategies. You know, what is the draft? How are you going to? Uh, use some of these draft tools you might be hearing about or uh, uh, tips and mistakes that you want to avoid draft parties, you know, socialization of the, you know, whole reason why a lot of us play fantasy football. Is, yeah. Just um, backing up what we talked about. Stuff. Yeah. Just talking about that, the stuff from the previous episode, just the socialization of fantasy football and just another aspect of that with the, with the draft parties. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, if you guys are on social media, catch us on IG at Fantasy Football BS at Fantasy Football BS. And on Twitter, you can catch us at Fantasy FBBS. That's at Fantasy FBBS. And uh, also, if you're on YouTube, make sure to uh, subscribe to our to our channel. Exactly. Q&A. You know, if you guys have any questions that you feel we didn't answer in, in this podcast or this episode in particular, I mean, some people are going to be asking draft questions. We're actually going to have a live draft episode here in a few weeks to be able to put these strategies and and tools in place. But hit us up. A lot of a lot of people are already asking a lot of questions. We'll address those questions on our podcast that next episode and, and give you guys a shout out to make sure that we guys we can help you guys out. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, l- like I said, a few weeks from now, we'll be talking about uh, having that live draft uh, again. Just uh, shout out before we we get things rolling here. I I want to sound shout out our, our sound engineer DJ Rindo. I'm gonna highlight this whole song. All right. Well, uh, with 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 every league you you join, you you're gonna have a you're gonna have a draft. For those for those newbies that are just kind of getting into this right now. Uh, there's there's always a draft. You're not just handed a team. You can't just pick Super Bowl winning Denver Broncos. You know they got tons tons compared to the Raiders as of as of the last decade. Probably. I mean, I don't know, Bri. I don't know if if I would want to get stuck with the Raiders. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, we got we got two we had two solid picks this year. I'm looking forward to seeing what these kids can do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But again, it, it's it's a snake draft. So yeah, so so snake drafts. Uh, a lot of you guys, you might you you know hear these different types of ways to draft. The most common, uh, I think, that a lot of people do is the snake draft. So essentially, if you have ten people in a league, 
you're going to have the first team pick all the way through the 10th team. And then that 10th team is going to have back-to-back picks. And they now become the first pick of the second round. And it continuously does that as a snake all the way through uh, until the very last pick of your draft. And you, some of you may ask, how, how many rounds are there? It kind of just depends how many you have on your bench. And, and how many you have on your bench and also how many teams are in the league. So you yep. can't you can't really judge how many rounds are going to be. I, I, I would say on average, you know, you're probably looking around 15, 16 rounds for, for an average league. But again, you know, a league like mine, we, we cut the bench short just so people don't, you know, hoard players that they don't need while other people in the league could use them. Um, so we actually cut our bench down from the standard of six to, to four. That's smart. I, it adds a lot more strategy to the game. You've got to be a lot more strategic with who you want to hold on to for the whole year, who you want to handcuff. And and that's kind of another strategy that we go with or another way of playing fantasy football that we go with. That's maybe a little bit more advanced because it, it brings a lot more into the game. How long uh, do, you, do you guys have for your, your picks per round? Uh, we give one minute. Smart. One minute. Yeah, we cut it down for for one minute, even in round one. I think it starts off in like a platform like Yahoo. I want to say it's a minute 30 as as like their preset. Yeah, their their preset default. Um, We changed it all down to one minute for every pick. Gets it going faster, you know, and we're doing it live. We do all of our drafts live. We've got everybody in the same room. So there's no like lag of a computer or anything like that. You know, it's pretty pretty quick so yeah we do we do from from the computer are starting to get into to the draft parties and make sure that everyone's in in the same room to have some fun but it loses out a little bit loses out a little bit of not being in person but it's it's definitely definitely there what what is your worst pick in the draft what do you hate like uh pick number or position so for me pick number okay so pick number if you're looking at you know a, a 10 team league to be completely honest, man, I love the last pick of the draft. Gosh, I hate Jim. Because <laughs> you get you. you get back to back, and you don't have that pressure of picking like a top five player, um, like a Saquon Barkley, for instance, from last year. You know, he was probably the consensus number one overall pick, I would say, um, yeah, across was, the board. Yep. And you know, then it went pretty much Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. Were you an Alvin Kamara guy? Or were you a Christian McCaffrey guy? And that was who you went two three. But they were the first three off the board. And then after that, you know, there's kind of a middle of the pack of players uh, for running backs wise. So then you have a, a run on all the wide receivers there in the middle of that. It went, you know, running back, running back, running back. Then you're going to have a run on wide receivers. And then you're going to be able to, at the end of that first round uh, for the draft, you're going to be able to pick another running back and then another one right after that in the second round. So you could build a really good strategy that way. And, you know, what I like to do is just take running back, running back. I like to run on my running backs early and often. Most cases, I'll even go running back, running back, running back rounds one, two, and three. Because See, I, I hate the middle too. I, I hate it too. I, I think this year people got screwed with David Johnson. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man. And a lot of people took him in the first round. I was shocked. I was so shocked. was I. I, I was uh, in our 12 man league, I was 12th. And I went Julio Jones and Devontae Adams. See, those because, are good picks. Those are good picks. Yeah. I mean, I, if you're gonna if you're gonna go Joe back Mixon, to back wide but, receivers, you you want it to be those two guys. That's that's pretty solid. I, I was set. In hindsight, I was the rankings. Obviously, you had a Dalvin Cook, 
as well as a, a Joe Mixon also being up there. And I kind of yeah. waited for the third round. And see, as much see, if you look at if you look at the players I had on my team for for last year, you know, I had uh, the way that the 2019 final rankings came out. I had Christian McCaffrey who led the league. Then I had Aaron Jones who was number two in the league. And then I had Mark Ingram, who finished the season number nine. So I had three top 10 running backs on my team last year. And that's a recipe for a championship. So that's why I say you go running back, running back, running back, and nobody can compete with you. I promise you, nobody will be able to compete with that. Reason being is there is 32 teams in the NFL. There is 32 starting running backs in the NFL. If you've got three of those 32, that diminishes how much quality players are out there for the rest of these players, rest of these teams in your league. So if you've got three and then and then you can also use those guys as ammunition, you know, down the road to, uh, you know, explore some trade options. So it's it's really at your at your leisure of how you want to do that. But that's that's my way of doing things. That's always my advice. Uh, call it a strategy, call it advice. That That's where I'm going with it. You know, it's it's running back, running back, running back. If, if, if you want to be competitive in your league, there's tons of wide receivers out there. Some teams have one, th- uh, three uh, viable options at wide receiver. You know, yeah. you, you there's some teams who might have three wide receivers that you might have on your team starting. Like the Rams last year, they had Cup, they had uh, Cooks, Frank Cooks, and yep. then they had Woods. So, yeah. I mean, those are all three guys that are on that could be on three separate teams within your league that are all starting. You can't say the same thing for a running back. You don't have yep. multiple running backs from one team starting. I mean, the, most teams, especially after that Todd Gurley injury, most teams are, are starting to realize that you could go a two-back system, but you still got your workhorses. You still yeah. got the Christian McCaffreys. You still got the Zeeks. I mean... How many touches did Tony Pollard get a game, right? Like, yeah. I, there's not, you, you still got your workhorses, so so that's always the, the safe. And those so are the I, guys that you want on your team. You yeah. want those guys. And like a Christian McCaffrey, having him on my team last year was the reason why I won the championship. I mean, the Especially guy. Especially in a PPR? Oh my in gosh. In a PPR league, I mean, the guy literally was putting up 25 points average a game by himself. You know, yeah. the guy was just going off the wall bonkers with how many points he was putting up. Uh, I mean, he he ended up being the the top player in in fantasy overall last year. Yeah, with an average game of 29.9. I mean, that's crazy. He put up 448 total points. The closest to him was Aaron Jones with 298. And I had both of them on my team. (laughs) So, I mean, hey, nobody's competing with me. I mean, I started looking at other teams in the league, and that's kind of how you start gauging who's going to be in it in the playoffs at the end is who has all the best running backs. Because, you know, a buddy in the league, uh, Dan, he had three starting wide receivers, and, you know, that didn't work out for him. Exactly. And uh, before we transition into our next segment here, uh, again, we're we're going to be recording a live draft episode in, in a few weeks, so make sure you check that out. You'll be able to see... Bryson and be able to see if he holds up to his 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 shit talking over here. And oh going man, three I, running backs I, in a row. <laughs> I pro- I promise you, I promise you. Unless unless someone like Patrick Mahomes is sitting there pretty in in the third round, I'm going running back again. <laughs> I promise uh, you. Damn it. 
But, uh, you know, when you do your drafts, uh, you know, there's there's great tools out there, right? Uh, Pre-draft generators, yeah, you know, all the tools that you can use within certain platforms like a Yahoo that gives you their, you know, ADP and averages from last year and rankings and all that good stuff. You know, what, what, what do you what do you suggest? Printable person. I, I'm a I'm a hard copy type of person. I, I like to print off uh, ESPN, Yahoo, CBS uh, and NFL, all, all your top fantasy platforms. I, I like so you kind of create your own cheat sheet. Create my yeah, I create my own cheat sheet. Uh, I'm looking at sleepers later on. Uh, just kind of check out checking out the average draft rankings, as well as as doing mock drafts. Yeah, mock drafts. Uh, help mock me drafts out a lot are as huge, well. man. I love doing mock drafts. That's probably. You know, leading up to the season right now, like I, I just started doing mock drafts. You know, they just started getting those out there on the platforms for people to actually be doing them. You know, drafts are coming up in some leagues within the next, you know, five, six weeks in, in most leagues probably. So I love the mock drafts, man, because it really shows you uh, where a lot of people are taking players. And not to say yeah. that the, the teams in your league will do the exact same because these are just random people out in the world. And obviously, everybody has their own their own strategies. But, but it gives you a good it idea. It gives you a good idea. It really does. It gives you kind of a, a baseline idea of this year, where are most of these guys going? And I was shocked last year when I started running mock drafts to see how early people were taking Pat Mahomes. And that's when I was yeah. like, okay, if I want Pat Mahomes on my team, I know that that threshold is now going to be within the mid-second round to early third round. You know, yeah. and if he's sitting there and your next pick isn't for another nine picks after that pick, you know, do you want to gamble, uh, you know, or do you want to take him now or is it, are you reaching, you know, so some of that stuff is, is things you got to think about, but I love, I mean, if you think about it, too. his, his overall draft pre rank for, for most was in the forties, 40, yeah. 41. So if you're in that 10 person league, you're thinking, you got a couple rounds to to wait, but being able to use those use that mock draft tool, you were able to see that a lot of people were going mid second round. Yeah, they were reaching uh, for him because they knew what he was gonna. I mean, it's Pat Mahomes. I mean, look at the season the guy had. Just yeah, out, e- even out, being outrageous, hurt. unbelievable year. You know, yeah, even being hurt. You know, he he did great. Um, just had one of those seasons, taking him all the way to the Super Bowl last year that you know you can't you can't be upset with you know and he still finished top 10 he still finished number eight you know uh, of last year's rankings uh even being hurt for what was he out three weeks yeah uh, he only played he only played 13 13 games for obviously not counting that last week 16 because if your cha- your championship shouldn't go to to week 16 yeah uh, so don't don't do that but yeah i mean he still averaged 21.5 points a game and yeah and there was only six quarterbacks who even averaged 20 plus points you know uh, a game last year so yeah. you know he and that he, finishes him third that yeah. behind behind lamar jackson and and then behind uh deshaun so and then then it was patrick mahomes and who yeah. knows what he would have what he have what would have done anyway so yeah exactly uh, he definitely tell tell people and and commissioners you want you want to do that that draft generator you want you want to be able to give give your your players or give your your people in your league as much time to be able to kind of experience and be able to look and do these mock drafts to be able to if you're the fifth pick, you you can pick yourself to draft fifth in that mock draft 
generators or simulators, excuse me, to see how the board runs. Exactly. And that's that's huge for most most people who are playing in leagues. Sometimes you get commissioners who set up leagues who don't even really know how to run the league. And yeah. if you're in the league, that could be really frustrating if you're more advanced than the commissioner and you're having to kind of tell them what to do. And uh, one of the things that, you know, you've got to remind your commissioner is to let everybody know where they're picking early enough preparing so that you can put together these strategies because there's nothing worse than signing in 10 minutes before and fi- finding out you're the sixth pick of the draft. You're like, that changes everything. You know, what What am I going to do? And then you go and scrambling and you're picking people because you have no idea, you know, where to be taking them because you you really weren't prepared for that. Um, yeah, your strategies and the the stuff we're, we're talking about in this episode is kind of throw out the window at that point. You're, exactly. You, you don't have time to prepare and be able to, to properly prepare. So, yeah. And I mean, all it takes is pull, pull names out of a damn hat. That's yeah. All you got to do is pull that shit out of a hat, have a have someone film it so you have people in your league believe that that's how it falls out so if you you're the commissioner and you pull your name first and no one's giving you shit for yeah and i mean yahoo they they do the they do the uh random order for you you know or yeah. if, or if you're the one if you're in a league where the commissioner literally plugs everything in themselves um yeah they might have to draw names out of a hat and but the 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 point is try to get your commissioner on the same page as you with you know, hey, let us know where we're picking, you know, so we can build a strategy and we can be prepared for this because, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than, like I said, you know, getting in there and finding out you're a, a totally different number than you wanted to be and just totally throws you off. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that, I mean, don't don't look at the draft grades, right? So mock drafts, Yahoo, if you do it on Yahoo, they're going to email you a draft grade. They're yeah. going to email you how, how you did and and. I mean, I was one draft on a mock draft. I got an A plus. Another one, I got a C minus. And even in my league this year, they they gave me a C minus. They predicted me to finish last in my league, zero wins. And yeah. I ended up finishing those, in the top those three. report cards so. are, are bullshit, man. Like mine projected me to finish eighth in the league out of ten teams, and I won the league. You know, and I looked at it, and and the guy that they had ranked at first, uh, well, guess what, guys? He's going to be in our uh, punishment, getting pelted with tomatoes in a in a little in a little bit here. When we film that, we'll be uh, posting that for all the uh, the viewers and <laughs> listeners. Um, when Andrew has to pay up big time while everybody chucks tomatoes at him for a minute. So, uh, See, and funny you say that is uh, the the two right one and two for the for the draft grades ended up being the bottom two yeah for for ours as well now we can't film my buddy and and post it we we could get in trouble filming a body wax but uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to see that even if you could yeah just take take my word for it that those draft grades take them with a grain of salt yeah if you want send them to brian i yeah. send them to brian i Send us exactly who. Send us your picks. Yeah, we'll we'll let you know kind of our our analysis on it because the way that I always look at those is you know the way they pull those grades is they they look at what the these players did last year 
And exactly. The NFL you can't is, bet on yeah, what they're the, going to do this year. Yeah, the NFL is a uh, what have you done for me lately league, and I don't care what you did for me last year. I, I'll use that as a you know general baseline of knowledge and into what you were able to produce last year. But things change year to year. You know, you p- players go to different teams. They get different quarterbacks. You know, you can't have one wide receiver who has a stellar year and then gets a brand new quarterback the next year and think he's going to have the same type of season. It's, you know, it's not going to be that way. I mean, we'll see what DeAndre Hopkins does this year with Kyler Murray. You know, we know what he was with Deshaun Watson. We don't know what he's going to be with Kyler Murray. It could be a totally exactly. that, that could be a game changer for him. You know, young quarterbacks, they like to do, hit a lot of checkdowns, not really push the ball upfield and take chances so it'll be interesting to see how that works out and and speaking of that before we we wrap wrap this up and 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 move on also in a in a few weeks we'll be we'll actually give our top 300 list we'll be able to help you set up your your draft board or your pre-draft lineup to be able to to help you help you in your draft exactly All right, everyone. Well, welcome, welcome back. Uh, this segment right here is going to be again just talking about strategies. We had a great segment before talking about the type of tools. We talked about what what the specific snake draft is for for your specific newbies. But now we're we're going to jump in and dive just a little bit more into more details about and more strategies to to help anyone. Whether you're a Donovan McNoob over here, or you're you're a specific uh, baller uh, like Bryduck <laughs> right now, <laughs> I like that but, Donovan McNoob. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you like that? You like that? I mean, thanks to our boy G minus, uh, yeah. those McNoob things come out kind of uh, all the time. But what well, what are some key draft strategies uh, to to be aware of? We know we go running backs early and often, but I, I want to reiterate that as well. Yeah, I mean, that, that's something I can, you know, press on for, you know, the, till the end of time is, is go early and often with running backs. I can't say it enough. Um, you know, we touched on a little bit earlier. There's only 32 starting running backs in the league. You know, you got two two positions in uh, most uh, leagues with two running backs that are going to start, and then you got that flex position. So if you've got three solid running backs, you could really plug those into your two starting spots and your flex spot and be good to go. Um, I and it doesn't that, matter if it's an eight, a ten, a twelve. If it is a twelve-person league, those running backs become even more important. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, some people have different mindsets to it. Like, like my buddy Dan last year. You know, he went three wide receivers um, back to back to back, and you know that's certainly another way of going about it. But then I, I, I sit there and I look at your uh, your team, and I'm saying, okay, yeah, you've got three stellar wide receivers, but you have scrubs at running back that I'm never going to be afraid of. So you're, you're more and that's, balanced. And that's that just, way. Pure, yeah, you're, and that's mainly just purely just running backs are going to get more touches. Yeah. They're going to get more tough touches. You could have uh, a, a Michael Thomas who nothing against him because he he's amazing. But I mean, Alvin Kamara is going to get you more looks. He's more valuable. He's got then, more looks. He's going to get more more looks out of the passing game. Or not more looks out of the passing game, but he's going to get looks out of the passing game as well as being able to to run the ball. You know, so he's a dual threat where Michael Thomas could be shut out a game and only get you three receptions. Not to say that's that's going to happen to the guy, but, you know, it happens to elite wide receivers all across the league. 
And, and he, he had a couple bad weeks in the in the beginning of fantasy, and everyone kind of was like, hey, what, what's going on? And, he ended and then he up took fishing. off. Yeah. He took off and just went ballistic. Yeah. I mean, 149 receptions with a with an 80.5% catch percentage is ridiculous. Nuts. Absolutely just, nuts. The guy doesn't drop a ball. Like, get him, feed him the ball. But, yeah, it, exactly. Those – and that kind of leads right into it. What did, what did Dan take? Did he take – he had uh, Julio and he had Hopkins. That's who. That's who he went with his okay. first two picks, and yeah. then his third pick. I can't remember who he went with his third pick, but I remember it was another wide receiver. And you know, if you're gonna take that approach of taking, you want an elite wide receiver. I still suggest going an elite wide receiver than running back, just because you you still need that running back. You need that quality and. You know, if you wait too long, you're not going to get quality running backs. And to put that in perspective as well, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins ended up being the third best wide receiver in 2019 for fantasy. I think he was drafted number one. So he, he did have a productive year. Same with Julio finished number four. But still, you're talking about top two, top five wide receivers at the at the end of the year. Not bad picks, but again, well, that could still show definitely you what not bad. Definitely not bad picks because I was in the championship and I was playing against him, so it worked yeah. out for him. It got him to the ship. It just didn't yeah. get him past my three-headed monster and McCaffrey, Jones, and Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> that is just insane. Yeah, you're it, not you're not getting past that. I mean, Aaron Jones. Hats off to you. I mean, being with a, a Green Bay offense, just to touch on that real quick, of just that Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball just. Uh, a ton yeah. i mean a ton and you still uh, i mean Devonte adams only played 11 games last year and he still had a 127 receptions so yeah. i mean it's just or excuse me targets but just good for you to to take a passing offense and be able to put up that put up that year still yeah and or, then and then you know another thing to touch on for for good strategies is you know where do you like to take tight ends are you a, an early tight end for like a a kelsey or a uh you know a darren waller or are you going to be more this year someone who's going to kind of sit back and look for maybe one of those sleepers like a mark andrews or like a darren waller was last year yeah i'm that it's kind of actually funny you say that i actually if I was if I was in that middle of the pack this year, I would have taken Travis Kelsey over Johnson. Just in just the first because, round. In in the first round, I, wow. I like Travis Kelsey, but I'm but besides him, and I'm a Bronco for life, and that's me still putting out Travis Kelsey's th- the best tight end in the league. Yeah, see, I mean, football. for me, for me with tight ends, it's like I like to sit back. I, I, I usually won't take a tight end that early because elite tight ends are rare. I mean, yeah, for you to find a guy who's going to be putting up those 18 to 20 points a game at tight end, it's rare. And if you reach for a guy like that, you're then, you know, taking a seat back in your other positions in wide receiver or running back. So to yeah, me, now it's like, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't take one. I I waited. I took, I think I took Delaney Walker in round like twelve or or thirteen. Yeah, and yeah. obviously he got hurt and didn't do much for me or whatever. But uh, again, uh, besides Travis Kelsey, I, I I wouldn't touch anyone else. I would rather you could stream tight ends, and we'll talk about that in a later episode of how to stream positions. But you yeah. could stream anyone that any tight end that played Arizona last year 
look like the greatest tight end in the world. It, yeah, for me, for me last year, uh, I took Darren Waller with the third to last round of the uh, the draft there. So my third to last pick, because my last two picks are always kicker defense. I always wait. Those are my very last two kicks. That is a strategy that you should write down and take it to the bank. If you draft a defense or a kicker before the last two picks of the draft, just, you know, know that you're doing it all wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, don't reach for don't don't fill out your draft board based off of like oh i still need a defense and a kicker i'm gonna fill those in before i start filling out my bench no don't do that that's a huge mistake um and to kind of give you a a reference back on that on that tight end right like kelsey get your your pre-draft ranking for your tight ends last year ended up being travis kelsey george kittle zach Ertz, ingram howard where did they end up yeah, who knows? Uh, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook. So I mean, and then if you look at the final rankings, you got Kelsey Ertz, Mark Andrews, who was a uh, hundred and thirty. He was the fourteenth tight end. Yeah, uh, ranked wise, and then you had uh, Darren Waller for the fifth. Ended up being the fifth best tight end for fantasy, and he was the fifteenth tight end. So yeah, just again back. Back to uh, yeah, no, elite I tight ends. Yeah, I took him with that third to last round pick. And I would say other than the obvious and being Lamar Jackson being a huge steal last year from where he was drafted, um, yeah. I would say Darren Waller, if you got him that late in, in your draft in your league, you definitely had one of the steals of the draft. Um, that, that was same with huge Same with Mark up. Andrews. I mean... Those, yeah, Mark Andrews too. I mean, Mark and... And I'll say this, coming, there's nothing for young quarterbacks, especially in the NFL. I'm a, I'm a huge Shannon Sharp fan. Just, just a huge, just a good dude. I love listening to the guy. The guy knows what the hell he's talking about. But for young quarterbacks, there's nothing safer than just to hit that tight end. Yep. Is a hit. quarterback's, you know, best friend, especially when they're young and they're kind of learning um their, their new offenses and stuff they hit a lot of checkdowns and that tight end if you're in a ppr league can be an absolute point monster for your team um you know if you're getting seven eight grabs a game from your tight end and couple that with 40 to 50 yards right there you're looking at you know a huge production from your tight end um so sometimes that's a great strategy as well as going for some of those teams who have younger quarterbacks who check down a lot um, yeah, I know for me, that was my strategy. You know, Derek Carr doesn't really push it downfield and he loves his tight ends. Doesn't matter who it is. And my, every year I'm like, who's the Raiders tight end this year? That's going to be my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it paid off. I and mean, it paid it, off. And, and obviously, I mean, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, even though he's an MVP and the guy's all world right now. But yeah, I, I mean, he's still considered a young QB. We kind of forget how young he is. He truly is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jimmy G with with Kettle and Wentz with Ertz. Like you're still you're talking about young, still relatively young quarterbacks in the in the NFL realm. But yeah, let me ask you I, a question though. So yeah. so what are your thoughts on drafting quarterbacks in the first round? No, not not gonna do it. Absolutely not, fucking not. <laughs> abs- absolutely not, My, dude. But shit, listen dude, to this. Noobs my, love quarterbacks in the first round. It, it, oh yes, it blows please, my mind, man. Please don't. 
please newbies do not draft go running back running back go go the safe with that don't i mean you can you can draft a a lamar jackson this year or a pat mahomes in the second round if you want to reach all the way up to the second round for a quarterback but do not draft a quarterback in the first round i don't care how much you're seeing these mock drafts of you know lamar jackson or pat mahomes going top 10 picks like it's it's asinine don't do it uh it's you're setting yourself up for failure you're setting i think i picked i think i picked up russell i had russell wilson as my qb and he ended up finishing i mean obviously in the as the fifth best quarterback in fantasy last year yeah definitely averaged because you can wait on a uh, you can wait on a solid quarterback man like a ben roethlisberger uh you know going late in the hundreds you know i mean if i can get a ben roethlisberger who's gonna throw for 400 yards a game we all know it guy throws for over four thousand yards on average a year i mean that's just what he does he chucks the ball if you can get him that late or like a like a uh, Carson Wentz or a Derek Carr, you know, that's another strategy. Like Derek Carr, people laugh. They think that that's, that's hor- a horrible pick. You know, he didn't do great last year. What he finished? Like uh, 17th, 18th? Um, definitely didn't finish great. Yeah, 17th last 17, year. 17, yeah. So, I mean, that's not a, a great example, but my point is a strategy that I like to always keep in the back of my head is picking quarterbacks who are always playing from behind. And my Las Vegas Raiders, I mean, I've I've grown to this is just the norm. We're always playing from behind. And we're yeah. always chucking the ball. We've got to keep throwing. And that's just more opportunity for your quarterback. So that's a strategy, you know. Like, if you go get a, a Phillip Rivers or a Matt Ryan or a Derek Carr who you know is going to be throwing 35 to 40 times a game, that's just opportunity, you know. That's just opportunity that, you know, is going to give your quarterback more uh, chances to succeed. And put up and we'll, more and we'll, points. We'll break those quarterbacks down here in a couple weeks, and and newbies just don't don't go with your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers. Like we'll we'll help you out. Like just because they're big name people and you know them, don't don't have to go that route. We'll break those down for you further in a in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, but what about <clears throat> what about bye weeks? Like especially newbies going in their first year, they're going to see, okay, well, I don't want everyone to like my number one running back, my number one wide receiver. Like I don't want them on the same bye week. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Not at all, man. I don't believe in that one bit. You know, I would rather all of my studs have the same bye week, lose that week and get it over with. You know, if you've got to stagger out your bye weeks, I find that to be a lot fucking harder than going through and having all of my guys on the same bye week. Because I can look at my schedule and I could be like, okay, week seven, all my guys are on bye. Fuck it. I'm going to lose that week and I'm going to move on with my life. You know, whereas if you have these staggered buys, you're having to plug in mediocre guys into those positions to go with maybe your other elite guy. You know, maybe you have an elite wide receiver paired with this guy that you just pulled off of waiver wires and you got your fingers crossed and you're like, fuck, I hope this guy does something with his life this week. You know, the guy who uh, finished, he ended up finishing second in our league. He ended up, he lost in the championship, but I I think he, he had three losses in the season, but I remember he had four, two wide receivers, two tight ends or not, excuse me, not tight ends, excuse me, two running backs, two wide receivers had week 11 buys and everyone was giving him shit and just like, Oh, what are you going to do? And he's like, screw it. Like, yeah, I'm going to lose week 11, but and that's it. whatever. Yeah. And he, won- he lost three games during the regular season, 
but he lost the championship thanks to obviously Pat yeah, I, I being mean, on the other don't, side. Don't look at buys. <laughs> Take the best player available. I don't care what you're looking at when it comes to your bye weeks. If the best player available is uh, a DeAndre Hopkins and you just drafted, say, Julio Jones the round before him and they've got the same bye weeks and you're going to steer away from uh, Hopkins now and go with a lesser wide receiver because they had the same bye week, I, I would call you crazy for doing that. You take the best player on the board and that's 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 what you do. If you have a need at a position, you take the best player at that need. Uh, that's 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 my best advice i mean yeah and i think quarterbacks are definitely your your biggest first round risk and we'll, for sure. we'll talk a, we'll talk for a little sure. bit about in the in the next segment uh some mistakes uh, yeah and before before we go into that next segment i just want to touch back on something for wide receivers that i always think is extremely important and uh i want everybody to pull out their pen and paper because this is a this is a gold mine right here gold mine. so if you are drafting wide receivers and this is why i feel comfortable going early with running backs later on in those rounds you look at wide receivers who get high volume Look at how many targets players are getting. Don't necessarily look at how many catches they had last season. Go back, do your homework, and look at how many times a player is targeted. And that's the opportunity for points on the board. If they turn a lot of those opportunities into catches, your your points just skyrocket. You know, like a Julian Edelman, you know, the, the guy might have 12 grabs a game, but he might be targeted, you know, 19, 20 times a game. You know, that was and that's Tom why Brady, I was so. always a, a fan of Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that high volume. Even, high volume. He would he would see target. He'd be targeted ten to twelve times a game. And, and, and you could he, draft a guy like that who's going to put up that much volume, sixth, seventh round. You easily, know, and they're easily. still going to put up those 15, 16, 17 points a game. And you couple that with your your elite running backs that you went one, two, three, like we're telling you to, and you're just setting yourself up for success. And speaking of that, just watch out Emmanuel Sanders on the Saints now. Yeah, that's going to be dangerous. Him and Michael him, Thomas, that's a Him and Michael that's Thomas. A, that's a dangerous duo right there. All right, everyone, this this next segment is sponsored by Lou Louie Desserts. Do you need desserts for your birthday, summer party, or even a work function? Lou Louie Desserts will have you craving for more after you're done. Go visit Lou Louie Desserts on Instagram for more details. Tell them you heard it from here first to get a nice little discount on your on your first purchase. Man, my inner fat boy is screaming right now. Screaming. I know you salvate when you see those. Uh... <laughs> oh, man, I, I live vicariously through all of those posts of all of those baked goods. I just look at them and I just lick the screen of my phone because I know I can't eat any of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking speaking on that before Bryson licks another screen right now, <laughs> let's let's get let's get into uh, some just some mistakes. We've obviously we talked a lot about biggest risk is is quarterback. Uh, we've talked about where to where to go lead tight ends. Talked about go running backs early often, but let's let's talk about some some mistakes. Let's stick away from from mistakes. Yeah, yeah. So if we're looking at, you know, biggest mistakes, uh, you're, you're looking at positions to avoid early. What positions do you want on your bench? Uh, you know, sometimes people are like, do I want to, 
you know, handcuff a, a second elite tight end or quote unquote elite tight end if I already have another? Or do I want to use that person to trade them? Do I want to store them for a bye week? You know, that sort of thing. Um, so you got to kind of figure out, do you want to uh, do those things? And then also, you know, should you waste two bench spots on holding on to a second defense and a second kicker? And I can tell you that if you're if we're talking mistakes, that is a huge one. Do Huge. not waste bench spots on defense and kicker. I don't care if you have, you know, the most elite uh, second defense in the league and you've got the first most elite defense of the league and you want to hold on to that second defense. I mean, try to trade it away, do something with it, but don't <laughs> waste bench spots. I've seen it happen before where people will do, they'll, they'll be stacked with defense. Like this year, New England Patriots. Yeah. Oh my, jeez. I mean, I, I trade, I traded them a uh, third week of the season for Mike Evans. I mean, I would take that trade any day of the week. I mean, crazy, right? That you can yeah. get a Mike Evans for a defense. And I, I, yeah. I thought I was riding the wave and I was like, yes, I'm going to get rid of the, the, the defense while, you know, they're the craze right now. And everybody's, you know, like, Oh, New England's defense. But man, I really, was kicking myself for a long time after that because they kept it up, man. I thought I thought they would taper off and kind of fizzle out after that. I thought it was just a three weeks, you know, they were on a high, but man, they kept it up. Two hundred and thirty points last year. Yeah, two hundred and thirty-four yeah. points. I mean, so I mean that that was my mistake. <laughs> but hey, for Mike Evans, I I would have done that. Yeah, I would have done that same thing. What yeah, what players do you have? Are now you go running back, running back, running back. Uh, in, in, in a, in a perfect you, world, yes, that's in what a I'll perfect do. Perfect world. And then what? What? Now you said you had four bench spots. We have five in my league. Are you yeah. filling those stacked up more with more running backs and wide receivers? I am. Yeah. So I'm only sticking with running backs and wide receivers. I'm not. What about a, backup QB? Nothing. I'm gonna stream nothing. them. I'm gonna stream them. So I had Mahomes last year. I know my team was ridiculous. So I had Mahomes last year also. And uh, did anyone else play in your league? Did they not show up for draft day? <laughs> Man, they were all sleeping, bro. They were drafted. I'm just sitting there laughing. I was giddy like a schoolgirl in church, man. I was like, what is drinking going the, on? I was drinking like, Pliny the Elder 8% beers That's, over here. And they, <laughs> man, we show up for our draft parties early. So I think they had one too many cervezas and some tequila. Man, it was, it was no bueno for them after that. Cause, man, we're sitting there at the draft and people are just making horrible mistakes. Like, you know, Jared, who drafts fucking three quarterbacks in a row, we're all sitting there like, Idiot. dude, what the fuck are you doing man like Idiot. just hilarious so those are those are mainly the mistakes and, and you know things that i would and that's avoid. a popular one that's a popular one though now and especially same with thing with tight ends like it's the same question do you want to hold two tight ends do you want to hold two quarterbacks like it's a it's a popular thing it, i think yeah. a lot of people are torn some people are like no i, I want to have two two quarterbacks uh, i want to have two tight ends my i can tell you right now my wife this is ridiculous. So she she picked up Russell Wilson in like round 10 and then like round whatever, three, she picked defense and then kicker with the last round. But right before she ended up picking up Lamar Jackson. So she had Lamar at Jackson. At the end of the draft. At the end of the draft. And oh, she had yeah. Lamar Jackson and, and Russell Russ. Wilson. Oh, goodness. 
<laughs> you know, he was every- able to trade for two running backs for, for oh, yeah. Russell Wilson and keep Lamar Jackson. For sure. He was having an MVP season. I mean, the guy had a stellar <laughs> year. So look at that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can sit on quarterbacks because year to year, you don't know who's going to carry over what they did last year. You know, you've got yeah. these guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers and these Tom Brady's who are kind of year to year the same guy. But a lot of other quarterbacks are up and down, man. They're one year they ride the wave and the next year, you know, they're down in the dirt and you're just like, what is going on with this guy? Um, oh, yeah. Easy. So so that's just something that, you know, I always tell people is, you know, don't don't be the guy who's reaching for quarterbacks because you can sit back, wait on a guy and, and they'll still have a great season. So and and two tight ends. I mean, put it this way. We, we just talked about it, right? There's f- three, four elite tight ends five five elite tight ends say uh, if you're logan and want to talk about george kittle your whole entire life but uh, <laughs> uh there's there's only a certain amount of elite tight ends so why are you going to waste a bench spot and have two tight ends for yeah you're gonna have two, two mediocre, mediocre tight ends yeah like yeah. What, what are you doing that for that's just a total waste and like we said, you could stream, like, like I said, Arizona's defense last year, worst defense in the league against tight end, giving up touchdowns all day against tight ends. So you could literally stream whoever played against Arizona last year as a tight end, and you were, you were going to get eight to nine points from a tight end, which is uh, pretty yeah. nice for a mediocre pick and not wasting a bench spot on them. Yeah, stream whoever's playing the Las Vegas Raiders. They're tight end. I promise you will put up double digits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and and we're we'll break that down again. Like I said, in in the next couple of weeks, uh, we're we're going to be doing some recaps, and we're we're going to do some positional breakdowns to be able to help you guys set up. Yeah, and also talk about some paper. sleepers, which I Ooh. love talking me some sleepers. I I love I love sleepers. Those those late round picks for those newbies. To, it's a time to take a risk. I mean, who? Yeah. And, and they don't they don't necessarily become great sleepers when you tell everybody who the sleepers are because then people start targeting them earlier than they necessarily would, <laughs> um, which has always been a, a huge pet peeve of mine. I'm like, stop telling people who the sleepers are. <laughs> when I listen, but to, we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, when I listen to like ESPN or something, or I'm you know reading reading through a, a fantasy football article or something, and they're telling everybody who the top ten sleepers are. I'm like, well, great, you just fucking spoiled the party. So thanks a lot. I mean, shit. I I had uh, Tony. I was looking at Tony Pollard for because of Zeke at the time. Holding didn't out, know yeah. Zeke was gonna be on on hold, and he was looking pretty good in the in the preseason. And as soon as I heard Zeke was c- coming back, or I mean, boom, done. Don't don't need you, but you but it was a great a pick. Yeah, great pick to to have him on your team, kind of handcuff him, and you know, as a rookie coming in, you knew they were gonna feed him the ball, and uh, he he did pretty good. And had Zeke not come back and pulled a. Uh, 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 you know, uh, a Le'Veon Bell and yeah. sat out like a whole season, you would have looked like a fucking genius. So, I mean, but I mean, if you're if you have seven bench spots, right? Like, your league shouldn't have that many. I mean, four to five is, is a, a good amount, but if you have seven bench, shit, take a risk on a sleeper. Yeah. Take some risk on a sleeper and it could pan out. Yeah, do your homework on your sleepers. You know, do your homework on your favorite teams. You know, that that's one thing is like if, you, if you're not going to be an expert of all 32 teams, at least be an expert of 
a couple uh, in the league. So that way you know who some of their bench, second, third, and fourth stringers are in camp. And you kind of read some articles and figure out who's kind of moving up the ranks and who's really impressing the coaches and stuff. So that that's stuff that I would suggest as advice is just make sure you're paying attention to that kind of stuff in the, in the off season. Now's the time. Exactly. Now getting into everyone's, everyone's section. I know Bry- Bryson, he's sitting up in his chair over here. I can oh, see yeah. it. I know this is he's my favorite. Uh, yeah. He's as talking punishment leagues in the last episode, he's, he's getting excited mm-hmm. over here to talk about, uh, talk about some draft parties. Ooh, I get excited to talk about some draft parties, baby. I, I mean, again, they're good. It's 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 like I said, you know, uh, before it's like waking up on Christmas morning to me as a as a kid. It's it's one of the most fun parts of the season is preparing for your draft and going to those draft parties because it's really the social aspect. You know, the social socialization of fantasy football is a big reason why a majority of people play people who don't even really pay attention to football. You know, people who aren't really even big sports fans, they all play fantasy football because why? Because it brings you closer together with friends, family, coworkers, you know, neighbors, whatever the case may be. And, uh, that, that's, that's why we say, you know, get excited for your draft parties, get together, quit doing these, shit talk, yeah, barbecue, quit, quit doing these stupid ass freaking, uh, drafts on your computer, sitting in your own house, like get, get together with your league, you know, put something together, be the guy to say, I'm going to do it. You know, my buddy, he's got a badass man cave at his house. We've done the draft at his last, uh, at his house the last three years. He's got a 150 inch projector. You know, we show up, you know, hours before the draft actually even starts. We're barbecuing, drinking, bullshitting with each other, hanging out with the boys, you know. And so, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know too much about Texas over here, but California, a huge spot is Tahoe. Lake Tahoe, a lot of people come, come up for the weekend, be able to, to party, go go gamble a little bit, sit by the lake. Yeah. be able to to do your draft party party there so yeah we were gonna do are... ours in vegas uh this year but obviously with things up in the air with you know kind of the way the the year started off with everybody being on stay-at-home yeah. orders and stuff like that you know we're, we're lucky we didn't actually book anything um because you know that would have been pretty shitty um and but there's places that host that like vegas, there is right? there like... is yeah there's there's places like vegas or you can even do local sports bars man like buffalo wild wings will definitely hold draft parties for you out here in texas we've got a spot called pluckers that's delicious um they'll hold draft parties for you you know you can rent out a back room they'll bring in a waitress uh or waitresses and you know they'll throw a board out for you they'll write down the names as you draft like there's there's different ways to go about it if you don't want to hold it at someone's house um if exactly you, if you don't want to clean up the mess or be the guy to host it or the gal to host it i mean you could really do these things at, at other at other locations it's like our nfl draft I it mean, really is. It really is. You get to be the commissioner of your own team. And that's the most exciting part about fantasy football. You're building your own squad. And after the draft is over, you're either looking there like I'm a genius or you're looking over there like, damn, I'm going to be looking at the punishment league this year. <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to listen to to Bryduck and Snowman even more, even more to, so I can figure out how to fix this shit. <laughs> so, I, so I'm not getting pelted by a tomato. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with with some with some cl- closing remarks, we we got again follow us on social media. Bryson will hit you with that because he's my social media dude. Oh yeah, so on Instagram you can catch us at Fantasy Football BS. That's at Fantasy Football BS. Twitter at Fantasy 
FBDS at fantasy FBDS. Um, go follow us. You know, uh, th- there's some really cool things that we're going to be doing here in the future. We're looking to hold hold some contests. Um, you know, bring, if you bring on three new listeners, they follow us on our social media, uh, tag us on social media. We're going to be handing out some fantasy football BS T-shirts. Um, these things are legit, man. They look cool. I'm, I'm excited with the way they came out. And uh, you guys will be excited to wear them. You know, I hope you guys are liking what you're listening to. Uh, You know, we bring this to you guys out of, you know, the love of the game. You know, this is something that we do for fun. We bring a lot of passion to this. Um, We do so much research behind the scenes that, you know, you guys aren't aren't seeing, but you're going to be able to reap the benefits. So keep listening to us. Next episode is episode three. It's already launched. Go listen to that right now and make sure to subscribe to us on all platforms. And and hit us up with some questions, feedback, whatever. I mean, we're we're not we're not soft over here, so don't you're not going to hurt our feelings. Yeah, uh, we're but... de- we're definitely going to have some Q and A sessions here in the uh, in future episodes where you can uh, ask your questions on social media. We'll write those down, and like we said, we'll give you a shout out on the show, um, provide you guys with some answers, and hopefully steer you guys in the right direction moving into the season. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Bri, I, I'm I'm done with this eight percenter. I I need to go crack me another one. I, I'm excited about this last this episode, so I need to crack me another one. Five o'clock somewhere, baby. Let's go. Five, five o'clock somewhere. Listen in, tune into us next time. Thanks, Peace guys. Out, everyone. Peace out. I'm gonna highlight this whole song. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna highlight this whole. This whole.